What's going on, people? And welcome to a brand new episode of Too Many Games and Not Enough Time, where I get to speak to some incredible gamers from across the globe about what games that they're playing. Now they have a little extra time on their hand due to being in quarantine. Now, remember, we are on your podcast services as well. So come pre us on Spotify, Apple, all of them things there and come to the YouTube and give us a thumbs up. Now, on today's episode, I have a Twitch partner. She is the queen of VR. I'm talking a biker babe with the red hair. I'm not even going to mention her sponsorships because she's got so many of them and I don't have enough (laughs) time. And you might even see her on your Cyberpunk 2077 journey. The one and only Cyborg Angel. Welcome to Too Many Games. Hello. Well, that was an intro and a half. Thank you very much. Good to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's snowing at the moment. Absolutely loving it. Um, I've got the weekend off as well, so a bit more chill than usual. How are you? When have you? I've never known you to have time off like that. I know, right? That just sounds (laughs) alien even coming from you. I know, I know. It's um, it's something I've been trying to do more of uh, over the last like over to 2020 and go especially going into 2021 because I I tried doing it last year and it didn't really work out and I ended up just working and working because there was nothing else to do because of lockdowns and stuff um but this year I've been really taking you know self-care and time off really important like I've been making it a very important thing because I feel like it puts so much more energy into the work that you do do afterwards so yeah that's been, super it's been dope, a man. very important thing Super dope and super important. Now, when I yeah. called you the queen of VR, that's no joke. Like you, you do this VR thing. What is it about um, virtual reality and those type of games that really grab you? Oh, I like, where do I start? I absolutely just love the idea of just being able to go into any world and see anyone you want to see no matter where they are, especially during lockdowns as well. I feel like it's such an important thing. Um, but Ready Player One, I think, really solidified how I felt about virtual reality and where I believe it could go. Um, I feel like there's just so much that is possible, not just in gaming, but also like in medical practitions and stuff like that, um, in training in, in the medical field, in science, in um, movies as well. Um, so not just gaming, but also I've, I envision being able to sit in the middle of a movie and actually see the actors walk around you in future as well. But just the, the amount of possibilities, the amount of sheer possibilities and how far it's got so far, for instance, Half-Life Alex which is the best VR game to date. And they've done what everyone was waiting for. And now it just needs to go on from there. But yeah, I can go on a tangent forever. Love it. (laughs) Now, the thing is, like, VR is, like, when VR's been around for a long time and it's now kind of getting to a point where people are able to access it in their homes and play it. Mm -hmm. But because of, like, for me, someone like me, I've never really received motion sickness until I started playing VR. And there's certain VR games that I'm just like, I'm not even going there because I feel like I'm going to throw up um, just playing some of them. Um, What do you think it's going to take for VR to actually get to the point where it's like normal in everyone's household, just the way having a console is? 
I think it's already getting there. I think it's already on its way there, especially due to lockdowns and COVID and the way that the world has sort of closed um, in what we've seen. Uh, everyone is now, like every second person I know has a VR headset now, especially with things like the Oculus Quest 2 coming out, which is a much more budgeted price um, and something that you don't need a PC for. Um, in regards to motion sickness, I think that it's just the VR headset that you have, because it really depends on the kind of quality headset you have, the way that the game is made and whether the developers have done the locomotion just right so that there can be no lag or no kind of delay because that's what gives you the motion sickness but also not being used to it so the more that you use a vr headset the more that your brain will get used to it and you'll slowly overcome the vr motion sickness there's two ways you can do this you can actually make it worse though as well if you end up using the headset and before you get to that motion sickness stage where you feel sick you go okay i feel a little bit weird i'm going to take off this headset and i'm going to wait 10 minutes and then try again that's the way you're meant to do it but a lot of people try pushing past it and they're like oh i feel a bit weird but i'm going to continue but what happens when you do that is the longer you have your headset on and the more you get to the stage of i feel sick the more your brain associates it with the headset so whenever you put the headset on, your brain instantly starts going to that thought. Um, so there's ways around it, but I think everyone will slowly get better at not feeling that way. And the games will be improved and made in such a way that it doesn't cause it so much. Yeah, that must have been my problem, boy, because I came out sweating like I stole something. Like I was <laughs> janky. I was just like, "Raw, this is not the life for me. So Cyborg. Yeah. You actually told me something that I was never expecting to ever hear from you. You have some time on your hands. Now you've got a little yeah. bit more time because of quarantine and us not being able to go to like gaming events and stuff like that. What have you been playing? Oh, what have I been playing? A lot of cyberpunk that has taken over my life at the moment. I um, absolutely love that game and I am honoured to be in it, like my face is in it. Um, aside from that, I would say Phasmophobia was a big one for me this year. I love the potential in that game and anything that they choose to sort of branch onto that game is just so fresh and so new and the scare factor in it is just so random that I just instantly like gelled with that game. So Phasmophobia. I'm also in my spare time playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima um, because I didn't end up completing that on my streams. And there's a couple of other games, for instance, Valhalla, which I need to get started on, but I haven't yet. Um, what else is there? Oh, and a lot of um, the Switch Ring Fit. Uh, because we've, we're in lockdown and there's no gyms open. So that's been my like godsend to keeping me in shape at the moment. <laughs> So I've never heard of Phasmophobia. Tell me about it. So Phasmophobia is a game where you go, you can go solo or with a group of up to four people um, into a haunted house. And there are spirits that you need to fight. So basically you need to find, identify the kind of ghost that is haunting this particular house. So it can be a wraith, um, a demon, a just a normal ghost there's like seven or eight different possibilities i think even more than that maybe up to 12 i can't remember the exact amount now um but you need to find clues depending on whether they write on a piece of paper or uh, leave a handprint on the wall that you can only see with black light or something like that but they can also talk to you or scare you or and you may see them 
and there is a stage that you get to where they can actually attack you but because it's so random and because they react to how the player walks through the house um the jump scare factor is just amazing and because there's only a couple of maps at the moment there's so much room for expansion and it's such a fresh idea that sounds super dope so Let's talk about um, Cyberpunk 2077. Obviously, it's had a bit of a rocky ride, to say the least. Now, I've been playing it on PlayStation 5 because I'm not a PC gamer like yourself. And I can feel such an amazing game in that experience. But because I don't have the PC capabilities, it's not giving me the experience that um, CJ Project want. Um, CJ Project Red wants everyone to experience um getting like i had about 16 crashes and i just had to say look i'm just going to put it down until the next gen version comes out because i'm enjoying the game and i really kind of want to get my teeth into it what about the game that's really grabbing you other than you having your face in it <laughs> what is it about it that you're really loving I actually have dived into the lore of the game so, so deeply. Um, the amount of story they have put in that game that you can relate to the world right now, the world where it could go, and the theories about how the way that we're living in society and social media and the way that people view things at the moment so materialistically or can be going in that direction, how that ends up unfolding in a world that gets to that stage. Um, if you read all of the, the shards that you get in the game, there's so much background story that starts from even 2022 and how the corporate wars end up changing the world and the wars and the way that the wars are done changes. So it's no longer wars that are fought on a battlefield with guns or like troops. It's a digital war where they end up fighting via viruses and via hacking and via just everything behind the scenes that people wouldn't see. But the the, the law behind the game has just sucked me in completely. Um, they, they even branch onto depression. They branch onto PTSD. Um, there's so much suicide, everything. There's just so many little side stories. I've kind of got caught in all of the side quests at the moment. And I'm not even doing main quests anymore because I just want to find out as much as I can about the in-depth law behind everything. Yeah, Mike Pondsmith is um, who created the board game is such a dope writer, and I feel like he's he's given CD Projekt such an incredible world for them to really kind of sink um, their teeth into. So yeah, I'm I can't wait. I'll be honest, I can't wait for the PlayStation Five version to come out, so I can really kind of get back into it because the the time I did spend with it, I did enjoy it, but I'm just not able to experience the experience that I know that um, a developer such as say they project can can give because the Witcher Free Wild Hunt that that was my ish like I love that game now you are a very successful Twitch streamer like you're extremely entertaining you've got a huge following you've got major brand deals like you do this thing like you're a aspiration to um so many up and coming twitch streamers and 
being in video games right now has become as you know a bit of a hot word or hot topic like companies love to talk about esports or streaming and they're not really aware of the the business behind it and how much work and commitment it actually takes to build yourself up and i think we get to see a lot of the success stories like the pokemains and the valkyries and stuff but people don't realize there's millions of people who are trying and working hard who don't get nowhere near that success so what would you um basically state why you feel like you've been able to maintain a successful career and and what is about you that that you think really draws people to you as a streamer I'd I know like that's a bit of a loaded say, question. Yeah, like that's, that's it's a lot to take in because there's a lot of compliments there that I'm like, oh my god. Um, I'd like to. Wow, like I'm I'm still trying to take in all of those compliments, and uh, I don't know if I can live up to all of that. But I, I'd like to think that it's the amount I continue to try to connect to the games that I play. For me, it's not just about getting through a game um, and playing it for the sake of covering it. It's about getting into the game and really looking at the story and really getting connected to the characters so that when people watch my playthroughs, when people um, jump into my chats and talk to my community, everyone's on the same page and it's that connection to the game. So the reactions that they see from me are very raw and uh, very connected. I know I keep using the word connected, but connected to everything. I feel like that a lot of people nowadays without realizing end up playing games for the sake of playing games and completing them for me it's not about that it's really not it's about really feeling the story um not just that but i like pride myself in having a community that is so uh compassionate so caring so understanding and so a community that can really debate and discuss and talk about um a lot of subjects including stuff in the game and lots of stuff in the game without um the negativity and the toxicity that you can see in other uh, communities or other places on the internet. Um, I would also say that it's a case of trying to be as original as you can. The Pokemains and the other big term time Twitch streamers, um, if you were to follow in their footsteps, you're never gonna be seen you're always going to be another copy of them and it's not going to get you noticed. In order to be successful, I would say it's about creating your own brand, your own style and sticking with that, but also trying to make it as professional as you can and really putting effort into the way that the production is is done. And I think that that's what got me a lot of attention from sponsors is my production value is very high on my list for me as well. I that think I answered everything in that. <laughs> no, that is super dope. So I love the way there's two points that I really, really liked that you said was being able to be connected and being connected to not just uh, not just you as a gamer, being connected to your audience, but also being connected to the industry and understanding what it is your audience come to see you for. Like, mm. because there's two different streamers, like you said, like if you try to copy and copy a Pokemon or whoever, you're never going to be them. So being able to really be connected and with your audience and be yourself and, and just really be open and real. And another thing that you put up that you just said, which really kind of resonates with me as a gamer is that guilt that um, we have as gamers, as 
that we must complete a game. So, for example, like right now, I'm trying to complete Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I'm literally just plugging through the end just so I can finish the game. And I've enjoyed my experience with it. Um, I did my preview, um, I put out content and I really loved my time with it. But something in me feels like I need to complete it because I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's something about as gamers that that like we put this something on us that if you haven't completed a game, you haven't experienced it properly. Um, so how do you kind of combat that? I feel like there are some games that would definitely need to be completed in order for it to become a full experience. But so many of them don't actually need that. You can put 50 to 100 hours into a game and never see the ending, but still have experienced so much of it and much more than someone who's fully completed it because you've taken the time to go into all of the side quests and the story and be connected with the characters, as I said. Um, things like Detroit Become Human, I would say, is a game that you need to complete in order to fully experience it. But something like Ghost of Tsushima or Valhalla, I think it's a game that you can spend hours and hours and hours on. But in my mind, you wouldn't need to complete it or not need to complete it there and then in a full run. You can put it down, play something else and always go back to that because you had a good experience putting so many hours into it till that point. So for me, I try not to put the pressure on myself in completing something. The only thing at the moment that I'm focused on completing is cyberpunk and I've put everything else aside and I'm kind of like, well, I know I'm gonna go back to that because I was connected enough and I didn't rush anything. So I know that I have good thoughts when I think about playing that again when I get time. Whereas with cyberpunk with me, I'm gonna take all the time I can and it doesn't matter how long the playthrough is for me, I'm gonna end up getting to the end, but with no rush whatsoever. So yeah, there's a balance, but it's about not putting pressure on yourself and understanding that not all games need to be completed to experience them. You're going to have the first two million hour playthrough of Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, my community will probably agree with that too. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me on Too Many Games. Like I could speak to you all day. One thing I have to put out as a disclaimer, I haven't played Detroit Become Human yet, but it is on my back. It's on. It's on my. It's on my backlog list. I've downloaded it um, on my PS5, so I will be getting to it after I've got through a couple games. But yeah, it's been amazing speaking to you. Um, yeah, you too. I'll be super. I'll be super surprised if anyone's watching this who hasn't heard from you. If they haven't, where you been, fam? What are you doing with your life? But where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash cyborg angel or on social media with at, well, at cyborg angel with two L's on the end. Perfect. Well, that's it. I've been Mr. Midas. She's been Cyborg Angel. Thank you so much for staying with us for another episode of Too Many Games. Make sure you give us that thumbs up, hit that sub. And remember, we're on Spotify fam, so go listen to us too. We out. Peace. Peace.